0: Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I am your host, Sayward B. Eller, writer, podcaster, and hopeful editor, and today I'm talking about two R words, rejection rejection and revision. Please excuse me if I sound a little off or a little groggy because I am in fact very tired and I'm trying to pull it together for you guys so that I can not put you to sleep with my sleepy voice and my not feeling good voice. In June, I submitted my very best short story for a prize that it had a low cash payout, but Its most appealing prize was a one-year mentorship with a New York Times bestselling author. I wanted that prize. I entered my story. This was the second or third contest I had entered this summer because I decided to enter several contests this summer. I, I think it was my second one. And I had already been rejected for the first prize I submitted for. I submitted for the Raymond Carver prize and was rejected for that. This was the breakout eight prize. It had a, like I said, a low cash payout, but the rest of the prize was just fantastic. So I submitted this story called the Snowbank. I'm so proud of this story. It is a. A magical realism piece. It was inspired by Zora Neale Hurston's *Sweat*, a story which I obviously admire greatly. It was also had some. It also has some elements of the Twilight Zone in it, which I'm also very fond of. So I submitted this this um, story, *The Snowbank*, for this prize. And when I was rejected for the Raymond Carver Prize, I told my husband, I said, "That's okay. I, you know, that one was." One I would like to have, but it wasn't really one that I was, you know, I would die over. Not that Raymond Carver Prize isn't great, because it absolutely would be. But there was only one winner for that prize. For the Breakout 8, there were eight winners. So I thought, maybe I have a little bit, uh, you know, more of a chance with the Breakout 8 prize. And I really, really wanted that mentorship. $250, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to turn that down either. But the mentorship is invaluable. Thankfully, a couple weeks ago, I learned from the uh, WFWA, which I'm a member of, that I had been placed with a mentor through them. And she's a very lovely person, and, and we're getting started. But I told my husband when I was rejected by the Raymond Carver Prize, I said, okay, well, you know, that really sucks. And I did cry about it. But I said, I'll be devastated if I don't place in the breakout eight, because the snowbank is such a good story. I know I'm tooting my own horn, but sometimes we have to do it when nobody else will. Then I think finally on Sunday of last week, perhaps, I learned that I did not place. In the Breakout 8. Immediately, I was devastated. I tried to hold it together because my children were here, my adult children. So, I tried to hold it together and not cry in front of them. Not that they've never seen me cry over a rejection before. And there was a, a note with the rejection that said, you know, since you're a member of, of the Authors Guild, give us proof and we'll let you have our notes. So, I sent them the proof and I got their notes and I really hate it when' I'm, I can't wallow in my sadness for a while. I really like to hunker down and, and be sad and and really, you know, do the desperate. I'm a horrible writer, and I suck and all that stuff. But when I received their notes, it, they were the the critics of it, the judges and and all the people who had read it, were so generous with their praise of the story that I said, well, damn, how am I supposed to really be sad about this? Yeah, there were, you know, in the criticisms, I was like, well, it's magical realism, so duh. But those those criticisms, even the negative ones, are important in the rejection process because that lets us know what we need to take a look at. But I could not be sad anymore after I received those notes because there were a lot of really great notes about this story. So... I sat up straighter. I said, well, you can't be sad anymore. (laughs) It's proven itself to be just as good of a story as you thought it was. And then I said, well, I guess I'll submit it to another contest or maybe not. Maybe I'll just submit it for publication. So now I'm scouting out places to send this, this story, the snowbank. And I'm still waiting on the last contest that I submitted to, but I don't think they're going to have a decision for several months, so I'm just going to try to put it out of my mind <laughs> and not focus on, oh my gosh, I really want to know. But getting back to rejection, this is something, like I said, when when I'm rejected, it really, really hurts, even though, you know, people are like, you have to have a tough skin, and they're right. You really do have to develop one, but I don't think you ever quite get used to being stabbed in the heart repeatedly. I mean, this is a stabbing that you don't die from. You feel like you might at times, but you don't die from it. (laughs) So, repeatedly, every time you put yourself out there, every time you put your baby out there, your story baby or your book baby, and someone rejects you, it's a stab. And I think that there's... There's too much of a push for us not to be sad about it. Last night, I was talking with a writing colleague, and she's having a difficult time outlining a story, finding her character's motivation. And she said, you know, I I just suck. And I said, you know, you don't suck. And she said, I'm going to cry. And I said, well, you should cry if that's what you want to do. Cry, but don't cry for too long. I do like to wallow. I wallow for several days after a rejection, usually. But I think as writers, we do have to toughen our hearts up a little bit. But I think that if we do develop too thick of a skin and too hard of a heart, I worry that I won't care as much about the work and the process. I'll always care about my writing, but if you harden your heart to where you just assume you're going to be rejected over and over and over again, when indeed you might, and you probably will be. I know I will be, but if I harden my heart too much, then it comes to a point where I say, you know what? I don't care. Whatever. I'm not even going to submit this. I'll just put it away in a drawer, which I'm very fond of. My thing for me is, I understand where people are coming from when they're trying to cheer you up And even those who do the tough love thing, like, you have to have a thick skin, you know, straighten up, just keep going onward and upward. I always appreciate the comments. Just keep going. Find the positive. But sometimes it feels like we're not allowed to wallow. And with writers, especially writers that are like me, being able to feel those feelings are so important. Yeah, we tell ourselves we suck. And yes, we say we'll never write again sometimes. I'm not that dramatic anymore. But it's so important to be able to have those feelings and express those feelings. And I worry about the current state of social media and how we're not supposed to put out any kind of sadness or negativity because that might make somebody else feel uncomfortable. But as writers, if we're rejected, I think we should be able to say, I was rejected. I am devastated. I am hurt. I may not recover for several days. I'll be in my corner crying if you need me, but please don't need me. I think we should give one another the, the not the okay, because nobody should be given an okay to feel their feelings. But I think we should be more supportive as writers to those writers who are going through their feelings. And for the most part, The writing community, especially on Twitter and Instagram, which is where I'm most active, so supportive. I have met so many wonderful writers on Twitter and on Instagram. They're amazingly supportive. But inevitably, there are those people who want you to minimize what you feel in order to to not affect their feelings so that you don't make them uncomfortable. And I feel like I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here because really I was just to say, I got rejected. Yeah, I was really sad, but then I got the notes and yay, I'm not so sad anymore. But I think it's important to really not have such a self-centric attitude, especially on social media. You know, don't go in thinking, oh, well, gosh, I can't believe they posted that or my God, why can't they just get over it? You can, of course, think that because those are your feelings, man. But you don't have to respond. You know, you don't have to reply and say, just get over it already. You're a writer. You should be used to getting rejected. I haven't had that happen for a while, but I see it happen sometimes where people are like, eh, whatever. Just get over it. It's not a big deal, but it is a big deal, guys. It's a huge deal. In the interest of time, I'm going to back up and stop with that little tangent and just say rejection is okay well it sucks rejection sucks but being in your feelings is okay about it just don't post like 35 instagram posts in one day about how devastated you are be devastated post your devastated post and then go cry in your corner but don't allow yourself to be devastated for too long because then your voices will start to win and you might give in and stop writing and that would be the really really devastating part so that's my story for today i entered two con well i entered three contests and i was rejected for two of them one i was sad about the other i was sad about until i got the notes back and then i was like okay this is not bad (laughs) the second thing i want to talk about is my revision I have decided to release a second edition of my very first novel because it has always been kind of a point of embarrassment for me, especially since oh, about a couple of years after I put it out there, when I really started to improve on my craft. It, it became something of an embarrassment for me because I hadn't had it professionally edited. There's head hopping and point of view switches and Really, there's just so much melodrama, and I mean, there, there are affairs, and there are pregnancies, and there's a murder, and so there's so much going on, and now that I know story structure a bit better, and I have found my voice and my style, I look back on it, and I think, is that really the book that I want to represent me? And the answer is no. I have decided to pull that book and begin revisions on it. And revisions are, I don't have to tell you guys, revisions are really scary, especially when you have 101,000 words of absolute, utter chaos. And that's what I have with this novel. I've written two alternative (laughs) chapters. Like, I just threw out almost all of chapter one, which isn't abnormal. I typically do that with books. It's like chapter one always, always is backstory. But I took chapter one from almost 7,000 words down to around 2,700. And these are all new words, but they contain the same elements. I'm tentatively or cautiously pleased with it. I haven't sent them to my editor yet. I kind of feel, I feel a little bit bad for her because she's reading the original now. And I, uh, I don't even know what to say, except, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I've written chapter one and chapter two, alternate versions. I've used bits and pieces of what was already there, the stuff that I could salvage and tweak. I only have um, 28 more chapters to go. So I will be talking about that a lot in the coming weeks of this podcast. Chapter three is next, obviously, and I'm doing the revisions of this novel, which will be releasing next year in September, tentatively. So I'm doing the revisions for Shadows. At the same time, I'm doing the revisions with my mentor for my women's fiction novel, Catching Fireflies, and I'm doing... Both revisions at the same time that I am beginning to write my thesis novel. This is going to be a very interesting experience. I am going to wrap this up for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for coming back if you are a returning listener. If you would like to know more about me, you can check out my website, saywardbeller.com. You can also check me out on Instagram and Twitter. My handle there is at say B Eller. I'll try to remember to put all that below as well. I hope you have a fantastic week. Happy writing!